in the Meadows Business Park in Redway, featuring watershed dry bags and Pelican cases with lifetime warranties. The security store has solutions for all your security needs and is open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. More information available at tss707.com or 923-2363. And also support for Redwood Community Radio comes from Blue Star Gas, located at on Redwood Drive at Alder Point Road. Blue Star Gas provides propane sales and service throughout southern Humboldt, northern Mendocino, and Trinity Counties. Locally owned and independent since 1938. More information online at bluestargas.com. It is... Officially after 7 o'clock, the Herb Doctor is coming your way, so stay tuned for that. Welcome to this evening's Ask Your Herb Doctor. My name's Andrew Murray. My name is Sarah Johannesson Murray. Uh, excuse me for not having the audio track. Okay. Anyway, so uh, thanks so much for joining us. Um, as always, uh, Dr. Pete is joining us on the show. Um, tonight's subject uh, is going to be a subject surrounding longevity and brain foods. Um, Dr. Pete's uh, latest newsletter is on cognition. Uh, it's a continuing theme of his, and we want to bring out some of the new thoughts uh, surrounding that. Um, the number, if you live in the area, there's a call-free number. Call, sorry, it's a call-in show from 7.30 to 8 p.m. The number, if you live in the area, is 923 923- 3911, or if you're outside the area, there's an 800 number, which is 1-800-KMUD-RAD. Uh, incidentally, it is also the pledge drive for the radio station, and uh, just those people who are listening to the show now just want to re-emphasize, uh, from my own personal perspective, that it's a very unique radio show which allows a very diverse range of topics, and those topics are not always, not usually even, things that you're going to hear in the mainstream. So it's a very important radio show to support, uh, radio programming. Radio station. Radio station to support, thank you. And, um, yeah, very much appreciate any pledges that people would like to make or sponsorship donations, etc. So uh, we will be... Uh, having a few brief interludes during the show and um, be talking about that. Okay, so uh, I think without any further delay, uh, let's uh, see if Dr. Pete's on the air. Are you there with us, Dr. Pete? Yes. Oh, hi. Um, Just so that people who perhaps have never listened to the show or have never heard you, 
Uh, would you just give an outline of your academic and professional background before we get into to tonight's subject? Um, I studied um, humanities first, uh, largely at uh, University of Oregon, um, a year at Ohio State, some in Mexico and so on. But then I um, went to the University of Oregon for four years uh, to uh, study biology. And uh, I've been uh, concentrating on biology now for 40 years or more. Okay. And I know that uh, you're intimately involved in, uh, for want of a better phrase, uncovering the truth um, behind uh, various claims and, um, yeah, propaganda almost from, uh, I would think, some of the uh, pharmaceutical and uh, other corporations with how they would market their product to us as consumers and how that uh, marketing is really not very scientific uh, a lot of the times and there is scientific evidence to show uh, an argument to support most of what you most if not all of what you um you write about in your newsletters and um just reminding people that listen to the show dr pete doesn't sell anything he's uh, very much into research um and a lot of what you do i know from our own experience and from people that have contacted you is very altruistic so um tonight's show uh, like i said at the beginning here is going to be surrounding longevity and um the popular sort of uh, popularly recently exploded uh, <laughs> promulgation if you like of uh, brain food uh, brain foods supplements etc nootrophics i think they're uh, commonly referred to now in the in the buzz circles um but uh, looking at longevity first uh, we did a show a few months back and it was entitled um, You Are What You Eat and I know we expanded on things that you consume can definitely affect your uh, emotion and your psychology um, with respect to longevity you've written in your recent newsletter that the intestinal tract of parrots and ravens contained only a few species of bacteria and this positively correlated with longevity in these species uh, the intestines being a major source of toxin and it was quite i was i was quite shocked when i saw it because i know that ravens are carrion birds and you would think that dead and dying tissue and rotting flesh would be a pretty good source of uh, a wide range of bacteria so um, in terms of bacterial toxins in the gut and the bacteria um, what have you uh, what have what have you found about the intestinal population of bacteria um, well birds uh, have a very high body temperature and and so um, probably have extremely fast digestion and ability to extract everything good from the food uh, taking it uh, away from a potential bacteria. So uh, it's just so fast that bacteria don't have uh, much of a chance at uh, multiplying. And uh, incidentally, the, besides being very long-lived, uh, those birds are uh, extremely intelligent, mm. uh, can solve extremely complex problems very quickly. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the Internet videos about birds solving problems uh, so I, I think the cognition and longevity go closely together um, uh, when you um, uh, cause animals to um, live to grow up their whole life free of bacteria uh, they have some advantage in uh, uh, stress resistance and uh, have a, a somewhat increased average lifespan, a high metabolic rate. Uh, a lot of the stuff produced by the bacteria 
ends up simply slowing metabolism um, and uh, the, the aging process itself uh, right from uh, earliest life is a process of slowing the metabolic rate uh, so things that uh, retard that slowing uh, should extend uh, lifespan as well as uh, good cognition that, that actually reminds me of another um, uh, another phrase uh, the um uh, wear or tear, wear and tear, sorry, um, wear and tear, and um, the relationship between activity and running at a high metabolic rate and running out of energy and or wearing out uh, being uh, kind of uh, the opposite of what we're saying here about um, a highly uh, increased metabolic rate being actually productively uh, beneficial for the organism in terms of clearing waste material and or processing reactions that would denature toxins or uh, clear waste etc when I was in uh, grade school and high school it was common uh, opinion that if you were uh, very active had a high metabolic rate that you would die young <laughs> and uh, that always annoyed me that, that people had the image of a candle the, the brighter it burns the shorter it, uh, its uh, life expectancy is this why a baby starts out with such a high pulse rate and is so warm and has that high metabolism and then it's just aging that changes that? Um, yeah, uh, puberty especially. Uh, it gradually slows down. Uh, when a calf is born, for example, uh, its uh, fats all through its body, including its brain, are highly saturated because the mother has been uh, uh, saturating the fats from the food. And, and so it's protected from the environment. And as its uh, uh, tissues absorb the polyunsaturated fats, its metabolism slows down. And uh, the, um, you can see it in the ruminants because they start life extremely free of polyunsaturates. But human babies are, uh, according to some uh, fat experts, everyone is born deficient in the essential fatty acids and so they uh, advocate putting more of them in baby formula but actually those are major things in slowing the metabolic rate and they tend to accumulate in the brain with aging uh, slowing uh, metabolism especially the ability to uh, metabolize uh, glucose all the way to carbon dioxide so that the old or demanded brain uh, has a chronically high level of lactic acid because it has progressively lost the ability to oxidize glucose to carbon dioxide. And a lot of polyunsaturated fats. I just find it strange that the placenta filters out the polyunsaturated fats. Um, yeah, that's why babies are born with a so-called fatty acid deficiency, but that's a natural thing. The, the baby makes its brain fats out of the glucose or fructose that it's getting from the mother. I know, it's just so strange that they say, oh, the baby has a deficiency, when maybe that's how it's supposed to be, if that's the way it is. If the placenta filters it out, maybe the baby's not supposed to have them. So don't start giving your baby fish oil as soon as it's born. Um, yeah, there have been experiments with uh, rats and dogs and other animals in which the mother is given a high unsaturated fat diet or a, fat, a proof of free diet and the babies have a bigger brain and uh, 
better problem-solving ability when their mother was free of PUFA during gestation. Okay. Okay. So um, the uh, the first thing then the uh, the intestines being uh, clean is a because of being a major source of toxins uh, definitely uh, accumulates uh, inflammatory degradative processes and contributes to a uh, shorter lifespan. Um, how about the uh, manipulation of hormones then? And uh, I know there was an experiment that. Um, I'd like you to. I'd like you to bring out. Um, I know we can't do it to human beings, perhaps, or people off the street. But um, a uh, a fellow called W. D. Denklas uh, did an experiment removing the pituitary gland, um, and this uh, was shown decisively uh, to increase life and reduce and or reduce uh, the rate of aging um, and the hormones that are born by both the anterior and posterior pituitary things that I know you've mentioned lots of in the past, things like LH, uh, FSH, TSH, uh, and oxytocin, uh, also uh, uh, very uh, responsible for a lot of inflammatory processes. He, he found that in general, the pituitary extract, if you injected it into an animal, slowed the ability to oxidize glucose. And uh, so he, he called the uh, uh, death hormone the... Uh, oxygen uh, 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 blocking uh, hormone and he tried to uh, extract a specific protein Uh, it was closely related to prolactin or growth hormone but he never did identify a single protein uh, probably because several uh, pituitary hormones do have uh, some oxygen blocking function Uh, growth hormone is uh, really an adequate uh, model of what Denkla was looking for. Uh, he, he thought it was closer to prolactin, but uh, that whole range of uh, either prolactin or, or uh, growth hormone uh, can interfere with oxygen metabolism. And uh, it's now widely recognized that uh, the more growth hormone you have, the shorter your life expectancy. And I think uh, doctors give patients growth hormone. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the famous Methuselah mouse is uh, deficient, lacks, lacks the uh, ability to produce growth hormone. And when they uh, genetically modify mice so that they produce more than the normal amount, uh, they're very short-lived. Uh, so it's... Uh, just um, anything you can do, you, you don't have to do surgery on the pituitary. You can <clears throat> uh, live in a way that reduces the activity of those hormones. Uh, for example, when you get hypoglycemia uh, and any stress tends to uh, sharply decrease your blood sugar uh, until you adapt. But uh, simply an episode of hypoglycemia increases your growth hormone. and uh, that uh, activates the whole whole process of changing your type of metabolism, blocking uh, oxygen production relatively, the ability to oxidize glucose to carbon dioxide, and it, it tends to increase phosphate, which is one of the things that happens uh, under the influence of 
of bowel toxins. And it's the uh, ratio of phosphates to calcium that um, you've always mentioned as being uh, important to uh, get dietarily so that you get enough calcium in relation to phosphate because the phosphate from meats, uh, particularly muscle meats, etc., and uh, nuts and things uh, can be fairly damaging. I mean, yeah, it's now considered one of the most important uh, toxins of kidney disease or uremic toxins. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply natural phosphate that everyone has circulating, but but when it increases because of uh, the hormonal metabolic problems, uh, that is a, a typical strong sign of, of the aging process. And the aging or anti-aging hormone or protein called Plasso um, is a, a very powerful regulator of the balance and handling of, of a phosphate. Okay, let's hold it there for a moment, Dr. Pete, because we've got a couple of people in the studio here who've got something to share with us. So uh, let's just take this next uh, five uh, whatever minutes and sure, go yes. through this. Thank you. Um, this is Carrie, and I'm here with... Lauren, otherwise known as L Dog. <laughs> All right, thanks, Lauren. And we're here to thank some people. We are in our pledge drive, and we know a lot of people listen in from all over the place for this show. It's so much important health information. And um, KMUD, to support these locally produced shows, uh, needs community support. And if you're listening right now, you're part of the community. In fact, you can become a new member of KMUD, and we really love that. We've got 20 new members this pledge drive. We're cool. really excited about that. Thank you, each and every one of you. And um, and we've got some people to thank for their donations, and we'd like you to please consider making a pledge. You can pledge right online. There's a donate button right at KMUD.org, or you can call 1-800-KMUDRAD. That's 1-800-568-3723. Or you can call locally, 707-923-3911. I'd like to thank Jeff over by Horse Mountain. He says, thank you for the fire information. And uh, Jeff, we know you've got smoke and fire really close by, so hope you're safe out there. And thank you so much for uh, listening to KMUD and listening for all the fire news, and thank you for your pledge. And we'd also like to thank Loris from Redway, who says thanks for the fire reports, and Tuesday is her favorite day. <laughs> all right, yeah, we've got the uh, people have favorite days here all the time, so thank you, Loris. And uh, an anonymous donation, thank you so much, uh, wants to do a shout-out to people to please Watch out for cyclists on the roads. We've got windy roads here, and uh, look out. And if you are a cyclist who needs bicycle repair, check out Humble Underground Bicycles. We will fix you up. And they're good. I bring my bike tires in there to get repaired. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you make a pledge uh, here and give us a call, you can give a shout-out, too. We love to... Uh, hear what everyone has to say and their um, shout-outs on KMUD. So thanks very much, and thanks for this show and all the important information. Yeah. And, and, and Smokin' Moses from Myers Flat, and I'm sure Smokin' Moses knows to put your cigarette butts out. Don't just throw them outside, because bad mm. stuff happens. Right. Thank you, Smokin' Moses. And uh, we have lots of thank you gifts uh, for people if you make a pledge tonight. And and L-Dog has a special one just this evening. Uh, what do you have to offer um, listeners? Tonight, it's perfect since it's the Herb Doctor Show. I have a St. John's Wort homebrew um, available for the next person who calls in and does the sustaining membership. Love mm. to hook them up. All right. You've got Wonderful. that. 
uh, uh, St. John's Wort Homebrew. One it's of a delicious. Can I, right. ask, can I ask you how you made it? Um, I made a mash and added some yeast and a little bit of magic, okay. wand waving. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love. And okay, cool. Okay, good. Well, did, it, did it change color? What color was it? when it Bright red. Oh, right. Bright red. I was go. wondering, excellent. Yeah. but the St. John's word, it really brings out that red. Yeah, view. excellent. That's what you get when you uh, infuse the flowers in a good quality saturated oil or a uh, jojoba particularly. Yeah, excellent. Great. Well, uh, have a great rest of the show. We'll, we'll come yeah, back with come more back. thank yeah, yous. Sure. yous. I hope so. Please, uh, we see the phone ringing, so we'll come back with more thank Absolutely. yous. Absolutely. That's what Thanks it's all so about. much for supporting the mud. Yep. Thank you. Thanks thank you. for keeping it all alive. Okay, so um, carrying on with the uh, topic of uh, longevity and brain foods, um, I think actually before I start that up, I just wanted to mention that uh, last month we did a uh, a little expose of uh, two uh, two gifted young individuals who had an idea and they just followed it up and uh, did a um, uh, an interview with six uh, leading alternative scientists. Dr. Pete was one of them, um, and they had a Kickstarter and um, they produced a documentary and it was their goal to produce a full film all about all the some of the misleading uh, thoughts in medicine and how medicine and science has kind of gone off the straight and narrow and become fairly deranged in its uh, beliefs. And um, Brad and Stuart, Brad, Brad and, and Jeremy, Jeremy, sorry, Jeremy Stuart and Brad Adams, um, wanted to reach the goal of $35,000 for their Kickstarter to enable them to get to post-production. And then at that point, uh, they would have a very viable and tangible film to bring to uh, bear and would get further funding and uh, produce it. Well, they smashed the 35000 record and they got $76,000 in, um, in their Kickstarter. So well, well done. Okay, so Dr. Pete, um, I wanted to also ask now about the anti-aging effect of the uh, the proposition that diluting your blood serum or your lymph can actually increase your um, increase your lifespan because of uh, removing toxins and how the kidneys themselves uh when the kidneys fail how they can damage bowel function and i was i was wondering you know is it possible that we could practically dialyze ourselves like uh you know patients go for dialysis when they're um, diabetics etc well what about bloodletting bloodletting aren't, aren't blood donors um have an increase don't blood donors have an increased lifespan well they have a lower iron don't they yeah at least a healthy lifespan uh, I'm not sure about the, the maximum, but uh, they are, are relatively free of the degenerative diseases. And animal experiments uh, have been done now for oh, 75 years is uh, one of the uh, simple dilution experiments where they uh, took out a dog's blood, centrifuged it, threw away the liquid part, put a saline solution uh, back in to uh, replace the red blood cells and did that repeatedly wow. uh, so that there were uh, enough washings that the whole wow. uh, animal's uh, body fluids had been turned over and exchanged. Wow. So the... A decrepit old dog <laughs> of, I think, something close to 20 years wow. uh, became frisky wow. and uh, really um, effectively re 
rejuvenated. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I guess then, obviously, there's no damage to the red blood cells from centrifuging them and or any other solid matter is not damaged by the G-forces and it, it, it can it can be resuspended in a clean fluid. Um, yeah. Interesting, uh, wow. And the, the um, bowel toxins are uh, always uh, entering the blood and having to be removed by the kidneys, but uh, they poison... Right. Not only the kidneys, but the heart and the brain and the liver uh, and the, the intestine in the process of, of being filtered out. And, and so the blood contains some of these toxins, uh, including uh, the, the normal uh, lactic acid and phosphate uh, simply in excess, uh, as well as the specific bacterial uh, toxins. But uh, also... As these toxins uh, affect the various tissues and organs, the body produces defensive reactions. Mm. And these defensive reactions, including pituitary hormones, uh, become part of the toxic environment circulating in the fluids. Um, and so the, um, the shift away from uh, circulating renewal signals produced by the animal um, becomes uh, gradually with the age uh, circulating uh, stress signals rather than renewal signals. Mm. And, and so if you put young blood into an old animal, uh, you're uh, causing a slight shift back towards some of the renewal signals, but you aren't necessarily uh, decreasing the, uh, the age and stress signals. Wow. Uh, so, and that's very much like a bystander effect as well, right? The uh, uh, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Is <laughs> the same process that happens in the bystander effect when you injure mm -hmm. a, a cell or a particular region, for example, with a beam of, of focused ionizing radiation, um, X-raying your your foot or hand or tooth or whatever. That tissue emits uh, the signals which are the same as the um, aging and stress signals. And, and so the radiation damage is very similar to the, the process of aging. And the intrinsic regulatory processes, uh, instead of being increasing your ability to adapt, they start narrowing the way you're adapting. And it, it creates a vicious circle, for example, in which uh, something interferes with your oxidation and in reaction uh, that leads uh, to uh, lactic acid production mm -hmm. instead of, of uh, carbon dioxide and the lactic acid is one of the toxins that turns on the production of nitric oxide uh, which uh, spreads inflammatory signals and blocks the ability to use oxygen so you get a uh, in that case it's a a very quick feedback process in which it just gets worse and worse unless something intervenes to um, either stop the production of lactic acid or of nitric oxide. Okay, excellent. I, I think if you were to ask uh, people on the streets uh, whether nitric oxide was bad for you or good for you, I think most of them would say that it was good for you. It's so, it's so wrong. Um, uh, the, the September issue of Life Extension magazine has uh -huh. an article 
mention on their cover how to increase your nitric oxide. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it gives a, a several-page article uh, describing their product that contains some very nice uh, flavonoid compounds okay. extracted from oranges or something. Right. Uh, but the theory <laughs> that they use to sell them is that they will increase your uh, nitric oxide. Oh, and goodness. they give two references saying that. And so I looked up that subject, what, what hesperidin does to... Hesperidin. Uh, yeah, okay. the nitric oxide. And I found, I don't know, I think it was probably 30 or 40 articles saying that uh, these are anti-inflammatory uh, because they block nitric oxide. Right, right. <laughs> so they got it. So people will feel better using them, but <laughs> they're selling them on it as, as an increasing nitric oxide when in fact oh, it's doing the opposite. Yeah. Whoops. I wonder that the, uh, I wonder if the editor might appreciate the comment. <laughs> okay. I know. Someone should write to the editor of Life Extension magazine. Okay. You're listening to Ask Your Ebb Doctor on KMD Galbaville 91.1 FM. And from 7.30 to the end of the show at 8 o'clock, you're invited to call in with any questions either related or unrelated to this month's subject of longevity and brain foods i think in the next half an hour here uh, we'll get into some of the brain foods uh, people might have heard about them people might have used them uh, i know dr pete certainly knows what he's talking about and uh, some of the science that might support some of these brain foods um, i know that he would have alternative information that i think people should be aware of um, some of them are very innocuous uh, some of them have a very good background uh, some of them have a very less than scientific background so um, um, brain foods i think is uh, going to be uh, the next thing that we'll get into uh, but if people have any questions about them uh, or about longevity or how to uh, um, approach that 923-3911 or the 1-800 number is 1-800-KMUD-RAD so the subject of uh, nootrophics uh, being the word that's used to describe a product that would be uh, an improving your cognitive ability, your mental prowess, your performance uh, skills, etc., and your alertness and readiness. There's lots and lots out there, and I'm not surprised that most people um, don't really understand it and probably bite the hook that's the shiniest and glossiest and... Uh, fanciest hook it looks like it must work because it's got such a good <laughs> such a good advertising campaign behind it um i wanted to explore then the subject of neurotrophics with you dr pete and ask whether you can support or refute the claims made by various manufacturers various manufacturers of performance uh, and cognition improving substances as plausible or poor science and i think uh wanted to start with um a widely known in the trade anyway a uh, compound called acetylcholine which is a neurotransmitter responsible for improving memory learning problem solving ability and general cognition what are your thoughts on this substance um, the uh, current and uh, the last 20 years <clears throat> popular medical approach to uh, treating alzheimer's disease is to try to increase the level or production or uh, uh, persistence of acetylcholine by blocking the enzyme that breaks it down and uh, they, they've demonstrated basically that it doesn't work <laughs> and so they need a new fundamental theory but uh, the, their theory is, is so mistaken that it's hard for them to get <laughs> off onto a, a new uh, line of drug treatment 
because the acetylcholine, it, it's essential and, and part of our uh, conscious regulating, uh, uh, it's needed for memory, <clears throat> all kinds of uh, uh, biological processes require just the right amount of acetylcholine, but uh, it activates the enzyme that produces nitric oxide, Uh-oh. and nitric oxide blocks energy production. And so the process of excitotoxicity, which uh, uh, it made uh, uh, monosodium glutamate notorious because uh, a little too much of that activates the production of a little too much acetylcholine, and that makes too much nitric oxide. Uh Nitric oxide poisons the ability to oxidize glucose to carbon dioxide, so it increases lactic acid. Uh, and Oops. the cell has less energy and is more excited by the acetylcholine. So basically it becomes susceptible to, to dying in proportion to uh, the overstimulation of, of uh, acetylcholine. And is it true that MSG can cross the blood-brain barrier and cause that reaction in the brain? Oh, oh sure. Um, the amino acids all have to uh, get into the brain to provide brain proteins and such. Uh, and it's just one of our normal amino acids, but uh, too much of it uh, becomes toxic uh, or too little of the other uh, amino acids uh, uh, and a relative disproportion of uh, glutamic acid. So, uh, Arctic acid and, and uh, cysteine are the other uh, potential uh, nerve toxins. Uh, again, by increasing acetylcholine, uh, which increases nitric oxide, uh, blocks oxygen uh, metabolism of glucose. Oops. So another good case in point of more is not better. Um, the, in your opinion, do you think most people have enough acetylcholine in the systems? Um, yeah, actually, I think the tendency with aging is to have too much. Right. Uh, the the shock reaction uh-huh. um, is uh, for for over a hundred years now. Uh, there's been evidence that um, overactivity of the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nerve system uh, produces shock. That it's a, the essential factor in shock, and uh, this is the system that acts primarily uh, through acetylcholine producing nitric oxide. Nitric oxide blocks oxygen metabolism. So in in shock, your blood stays red and full of oxygen, but the tissue can't use it. And that happens with aging, heart failure, kidney failure, dementia, all the tissues uh, relatively have a shock-like metabolism that progresses with aging. Do you think there's any um, medical benefit or interest in uh, increasing the breakdown of acetylcholine? Um, Yeah. um, There are lots of um, uh, therapeutic uses of things that uh, block the overactivity of acetylcholine and accelerate its, its turnover. Uh, a rich environment uh, increases the enzyme that breaks down 
acetylcholine. So the uh, um, environmental enrichment then would encourage the breakdown of acetylcholine. Um, yeah, having a good life uh, protects you against <laughs> too much. It protects you against lots of aging problems, right? Oh, what? Uh, having a good life protects you against lots of aging. Well, problems. you have you have to clarify the term "good life." We don't mean uh, <laughs> we don't mean drinking and partying and, <coughs> and no, what we're no having having lots of fun, reading interesting things, talking yeah. to interesting people. Yeah, and having an interesting job to do, an interesting work, and liking your job, not because it pays you well, but because you're fundamentally interested in it, which is what you should always pursue in your life. Yeah. Don't well, you? It might pay well too. Well, that's a benefit. That's a that's a positive benefit, and that's a blessing. But uh, it's not that's always the opposite a... of uh, uh, learned helplessness, right? Or, or behavioral despair. Okay. Most people uh, treat their jobs uh, <laughs> with some learned helplessness. <laughs> How can they do anything different? They spend all this time. Well, perhaps in some instances, they spend all the time studying for a particular degree or uh, whatever education, and then they get into the work and find out how odious it is, and and decide that what can they do about it? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, learned helplessness, another very interesting topic. I know we've spent quite a bit of time uh, talking about learned helplessness and how that plays psychologically into uh, physiology and how it can have definite effects on the organism in terms of uh, decreasing its uh, survival odds. That brings up another product line that is being pushed recently, uh, the methylating agents, because learned helplessness Mm -hmm. is... Uh, a matter of imprinting, turning off the genes that should uh, uh, enliven you, uh, increase your adaptability. Too much methylation uh, shuts things down, makes you helpless. And that process happens progressively with aging. Too much methylation uh, turns off Mm. the genes of renewal. And uh, there are lots of products pushing the idea that we need more methylation. Oh, gosh. Um, the, one of the main uh, methyl donors is methionine, the amino acid, mm-hmm. and uh, it. If you uh, deprive animals uh, of uh, a major part, I forget the exact percentage, but uh, half or less of their uh, normal methionine, they live thirty or forty percent longer than they would otherwise. What's a common food source that's high in methionine? All of the high-protein foods like meat. Okay, so this again, another good reason to advocate the fact that muscle meats in isolation are not good for you and that balanced uh, proteins from the whole animal, with including the connective tissue and gelatin, is the best way to consume a protein. Uh, yeah, gelatin is unique in being free of the pro-aging hmm. amino acids. Ah. And... Uh, Another bad thing about meat is it's very high ratio of phosphate right. and calcium. Right. And so is this um, similar to adventuresomeness? To, to what? Adventuresomeness. It's a phrase that um, my dad's always using, that he reads articles about people and cultures that have more adventuresomeness than others. More adventure, yeah. They, yeah they're yeah. into in, ad, adventure. Yeah, that, that's what um, environmental enrichment. an enriched environment uh, gives you the opportunity to have the adventure every day. Yeah.
you know, it allows your brain to grow and to seek new opportunities and limitless potentials. That's what uh, that's what life should be all about. Okay, there's a a little a little oh gosh, just a little one liner I just wanted to mention here, which kind of uh, really supports the whole energy metabolism or the increased energy increased metabolism being very pro life. Was that there's a little sentence here that was uh, part of I think it was part of your newsletter, Doctor Pete. He said that heart rate corresponding with academic standing in elderly patients improved when their pacemaker was turned up. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, they had noticed that uh, people with a faster heart rate uh, had higher academic records, and uh, uh, they they thought maybe it was just a better brain circulation. Uh, people with a very slow heart rate weren't getting enough oxygen to their brain, so they had patients with the adjustable pacemakers, and so they gave them mental tests when it was set at 70 beats per minute, and then they turned up the, the rate to 85 beats per minute, gave them the same tests, and they uh, uh, scored better in all types of brain function, memory, reasoning. Yeah. And it's so popular in culture to believe that if you have a low pulse rate, you're healthy, you're fit, you're super athletic, you know. And like these people that have pulses of 50 beats a minute, they suddenly die of heart attacks. They're not, like, they're not long-lived at all. And it's a complete brainwashing that low heart rate corresponds with longevity because it's the opposite. It's the bodybuilders that live a long time, not the long-distance runners. Well, maybe the bodybuilders might wear out their joints too, but or take um, too many chemicals. Or take too many chemicals. They're definitely the big bodybuilders you see that are, <laughs> that are all over the press and news. Okay, so let's just—I uh, just wanted to bring out a couple of uh, uh, neurotrophics that are in in the herb world and just see if there's any. Uh, well, I know there's a connection there, but just see the connection that there is. Um, sage, believe it or not. Um, I've always known sage to be a kind of cleansing purifier, a mouthwash. Uh, it can be used for, you know, uh, boggy gums that are not holding the teeth properly. Uh, definitely can be used for respiratory uh, conditions. Um, but sage apparently here now, there's fairly recent uh, um, articles on PubMed, that um, it has a cholinesterase inhibiting property. Now, this is something that you mentioned earlier on with acetylcholine. Um, so the enzyme that produces acetylcholine is acetylcholine esterase, and salvia inhibits that. Um, every plant, like every animal, has thousands of different chemicals. Right. And uh, uh, sage has, uh, I'm, I'm not sure uh, how, how it uh, relates to uh, uh, other drug effects, but uh, uh, that that is one of its components actions is to uh, shift the balance to increased acetylcholine action yeah but but two of its major terpene type chemicals uh, are inhibitors of nitric oxide uh, salvianolic acid i think one is called okay and the other um a chinese or japanese name tachyonone something like that okay uh, these are are very effective inhibitors of nitric oxide so they're anti-inflammatory and pro-respiratory yeah. so is this why um it probably has an action with reducing menopausal hot flashes if oh, it's reducing oh, yeah. nitric oxide and nitric oxide does cause flushing and uh, uh, is connected with hot flashes so 
I think the uh, probably the dominant effect is to lower nitric oxide where the cholinesterase inhibitors will tend to increase nitric oxide by uh, uh, stimulating the acetylcholine nerves. Okay, well then, I guess moving on to uh, ginkgo. Most people know ginkgo. Uh, it's been used for a long time in the Chinese traditional medicine system, um, more particularly for elderly people to improve cognitive function. Um, they say that it uh, improves blood flow to the brain, so it increases cerebral blood flow, and that would seem to be in keeping with uh, t- turning up an elderly patient's pacemaker, uh, increasing their heart rate and their cardiac output. Um, but I think the uh, vasodilating effects of the uh, cerebral arteries is probably more the point with ginkgo. Um, but I also wanted to bring out what, again, maybe miscommonly known as good when it's not, perhaps, is the uh, link between a monoamine oxidase uh, and then ginkgo apparently decreases monoamine oxidase um, and that increases dopamine now I know they treat well unscientifically perhaps they might treat Alzheimer's patients with um, L-DOPA and dopamine might be touted as a uh, a precursor here as a as a as a product to do that with but what what are your thoughts on dopamine and uh, monoamine oxidases um, it, it definitely makes you feel good. It's sort of an upper to, to do anything that increases your your um, dopamine. Tends to increase adrenaline usually, and uh, uh, certain types of MAO inhibitors will increase serotonin too. Right, which is not and, good. Uh, those don't necessarily uh, go with well-being. Uh, the um, brain circulation, for example, is decreased by serotonin. It tightens up the blood vessels, especially the uh, veins leaving the brain. So if you have too much uh, serotonin, you uh, can get brain congestion and a migraine, for example, with uh, the arteries opening up and the veins closing down. Uh, So there there might be uh, serotonin inhibitors in in ginkgo, but I think the, uh, the most important benefit of ginkgo is uh, that it's a very good uh, nitric oxide inhibitor. And also blocks uh, platelet aggregating factor. Right, it's a PF blocker, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and um, it, um, mentioning that, it, it blocks prostaglandins uh, pretty generally. And yes. they're pro-inflammatory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's uh, 7.46 here on KMUD Garbable 91.1 FM. Uh, from now until the end of the show, 8 o'clock, you're invited to call in if you have any questions about tonight's show on longevity and brain foods, numbers 923-3911. Or if you live outside the area, there's a 1-800 toll-free number, which is 1-800-KMUD-RAD. So to uh, carry on with the uh, subject of brain foods, um, I know... I know we had this conversation earlier and got into a philosophical um, topic of the meaning or the usefulness of the uh, determination of intelligence when it comes to marketing of brain food as supposedly increasing your intelligence. But um, philosophically, in terms of what we as human beings are told by our peers and by media advertising, um, intelligence is not just 
intelligence and that there's actually uh, many different ways of looking at intelligence that can be useful if uh, we don't believe the the IQ is the only determinant and if we can uh, you know not uh, uh, do complicated mathematics in our head that if we can't do that there's something wrong with us because um intelligence itself can be uh, it can take on many different forms and perhaps our society just doesn't recognize or want to recognize some of those forms um, the, the wizard of oz idea <laughs> that, that maybe you can just go online and buy a diploma <laughs> and become uh, intelligent and, and qualified uh, uh, it's starting to look like uh, uh, the um, me- mechanical idea of qualification. Uh, right. You learn certain uh, uh, techniques like uh, uh, computer programming. They can break it down into uh, little uh, credits and micro degrees and so on. And you accumulate your qualifications uh, in terms of, of what the culture has to sell. Uh, but uh, I think the uh, the whole idea of intelligence, it's sort of like the wear and tear idea of aging. It, it's uh, an idea that uh, there's a blueprint uh, laid out for how the body uh, develops. It's all determined ahead of time. And um, the intelligence, the IQ idea is that uh, there are certain uh, mental skills that an intelligent person has that uh, you can define uh, IQ by. Uh, One of the uh, silliest kinds of IQ tests uh, had uh, questions that were simply stories that they they had uh, asked uh, people at Oxford, I think it was, to uh, interpret. And uh, then they had uh, uh, uneducated people interpret the same story mm-hmm. and the, the IQ test asks you to interpret these little short stories and if you do it the way the Oxford graduate did <laughs> you have a high IQ <laughs> that is silly okay so uh, the, the, uh, a, a lot of products are being sold with the idea that if you take them uh, you'll become clever in these ways that will make you uh, compete in the society yeah. uh, but uh, if the society is set up in an irrational way then it's not intelligent to, uh, to succeed mm-hmm. in terms that the society presents yeah that reminds me of the uh, caste system in india i um i read a bbc news article uh, just the other day about um, a chap in india who had six degrees uh, he had a couple of master's degrees in various different subjects but unfortunately for him he was of a certain caste he was of a caste that actually was uh, i forget the name that they gave them now but they were basically a caste that was relegated to cleaning up human waste and um, no matter how many degrees this chap had, and he he got time off to go to university and to study for his exams, etc., and he passed one after the other, and they started getting wise to him wanting all this time off and started to try to block him, but he actually just protested against it, and eventually he won and was given the time off to do these extra extra, extra degrees. And they still, wouldn't, they still wouldn't do anything about him in terms of um, his social standing, because they'd already compartmentalised him. And... Um, 
that's very much the opposite of what we talk about with uh, environmental enrichment and uh, the kind of things that uh, that can bring to society as a whole and also to individuals that can then affect other individuals very much a kind of uh, a brainwashing of systems of a certain type of belief um, yeah uh, the, uh, the nootropic people are um, uh, really committed to the idea of intelligence as competition right. to uh, gain status but um, the um, I think there, there's a more general uh, idea of, of consciousness and intelligence that applies to life in general uh, that it's uh, an appropriateness of right. the way you live mm -hmm. uh, which is intelligent uh, not the, the um, skill you have to fit into uh, whatever uh, you might encounter in the society it's the ability to decide whether you want to fit in or not yeah I think also the uh, the quotient here of um, fitting in in terms of uh, feeling alive, uh, alive and well, I think is very important. And um, obviously we've talked at length in the past about various uh, toxic insults in our food supply, in our environment, um, you know, what people consider normal uh, in terms of their pastimes or their free time or their occupation or just in their thoughts and uh, you know we, you, you mentioned learned helplessness and uh, the kind of inescapable stress and the, and the kind of events that that um, promotes but um just having a uh, having an open and free outlook and or like i said a job that not necessarily pays well but that you really enjoy is so much more important and uh, in terms of iq as you've mentioned it's a really false uh, in a lot of ways a false system of um, uh, determining intelligence and that uh, society itself is very much molded unfortunately by the huge corporations that surround us selling whatever products they have to offer and so uh, when I started looking at neurotrophics it's a pretty endless sort of list and it's gone on from one to the next to the next and I know that uh, Life Extension uh, magazine um, definitely promotes a lot of life promoting products and so there there are definitely some products of course that like you mentioned things like thyroid things like pregnenolone anti-stress basic anti-stress chemicals compounds that are naturally produced by the body to offset the toxic effects of stress and the inflammatory effects of stress and, and vitamins are important yeah i was going to mention b12 b12 i know you mentioned b1 and then b12 a fairly realistically uh, important, uh, you know, uh, anti-stress and thereby perhaps, uh, you know, memory or cognition-enhancing products. And niacinamide. Um, and, you know, and, and um, caffeine, if it's used properly, but uh, uh, a lot of people are, are thinking of caffeine as a, a legal version of crack cocaine. <laughs> And uh, it shouldn't be used uh, as speed. It should be used uh, as a food. But, uh, it, it should um, uh, decrease nitric oxide exposure, and so it should have anti-aging properties. But if you take it on an empty stomach, it will uh, drop your blood sugar, turn on nitric oxide, and uh, cause aging stress. So have caffeine after you've had a big meal. Yeah. 
I, I just want to bring out one uh, one particular herb, just because it's uh, kind of pertinent to the subject of uh, neurotrophic cell performance enhancing, and it's actually under the umbrella of the uh, general term adaptogenics, which uh, was coined uh, and by Russian research when they were looking at cheap alternatives to drugs that they perhaps couldn't produce in the 50s for their space program. Um, they were very much into looking at plant sources, and uh, the ginsengs, obviously, are one of those kind of crowning products that you think about when you think about uh, both longevity and enhancing mental performance, etc. Um, but that resistance, that term adaptogen coined to uh, describe a compound that improved the organism's resistance to stress. Uh, so the um, Korean ginseng, uh, Panax ginseng, is one of those things, obviously, that I think of, along with uh, Eleutherococcus and uh, several other ginseng species. Um, Okay, I can think that's coming towards the end of the show. I think we want to just do another um, shout-out here. You, do you want to come on in? Oh, somebody's on the phone, are they? Well, we've got four minutes. I don't think we can, I don't think we can take it because it's going to push us over 8 o'clock and they'll be unhappy, unhappy people. But perhaps if they want to call in, um, they, I'll take the call afterwards, perhaps we can do that. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Pete. Okay, thank you. I just want Thank you and good night, Dr. Pete. Good night. Okay, so I just want to let people know in the next few minutes here uh, a little bit more about Dr. Pete, how they can find out about him, uh, read his work, uh, look at some of all the stuff that he's published, and get a feel for him from the shows. Um, Hopefully, at any moment soon, perhaps within the next month, the website that we have will be updated, and uh, it is my intention to post all of the audios that we've done with Dr. Pete. I think there's getting on for 50 or at least of them, um, and publish those uh, for people to freely download and uh, listen to. Uh, Dr. Pete's website, www.raypete.com, uh, is full of articles, fully referenced. Uh, all of it is his research, his own um, unique way of looking at all the pieces and bringing together a cohesive uh, framework within which to understand uh, what medicine so often tries to hit with a hammer with a single drug uh, in large amounts or toxic drugs that have negative effects. So Dr. Pete has a very uh, a very unique way of looking at things and I know from personal experience a lot of what he has uh, brought out to us and taught us has really helped a lot of people. So his website's a very good starting point to look at articles. And that's um, www.raypeat.com. Uh, and my name's Andrew Murray. My name's Sarah Johannesson Murray. Uh, for anybody who wants to find out any more about us, uh, we can be reached toll free on 1 888 WBM Herb Monday through Friday. And um, it's certainly becoming, I, uh, on the drive in this evening, uh, 10 to 7, I was looking at the trees and the changing colours and trees dropping their leaves already and just thinking, wow, it's the 20th of, 21st of uh, August and it feels like the end of September. It's all a month early this it's year, all, it seems. It's all at least a month early. Anyway, we're on the third Friday of each month and so until the third Friday of next month, uh, I'll say good night. Good night. Good yes, and good and good night and good evening. And this is Carrie, and I just wanted to uh, jump in here at the end of your show to say a few thank yous that just came in. Uh, thank you to this anonymous who said, Herb Doctor, info on the show is priceless. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you for thank that. You. Yes, and uh, another thank you. 
people who listen to KMUD need to pledge. That's what Karen from Branscombe says. Thank you so much, Karen. That's the only thing that keeps the show going, right, is pledges. Mm-hmm. There's no state Well, the whole money. station is yeah. is an independent station. Yeah. It's a community radio station. I believe we get some funding, uh, outside funding, but it's, it's all from the... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, <laughs> but, but but it's mainly, mostly it's mostly just community support, absolutely. Which allows the radio show to be as unique as it is, because perhaps there'd be more outside control. Right, it, we're it, completely was, independent yeah, that good. way. I, I, I mean, like federal money yeah. to support the community radio station.